Here we go, episode six. I cannot believe we're up to episode six of Hometown Threads here on 14WILI 95.3 FM. And of course, Willimantic Today Facebook. Uh, hello to everyone watching on Willimantic Today Facebook. Thanks to RJ and the admin crew. We got Jay Matt Rupar behind the board here running the show. Of course, Hometown Threads comes your way every Tuesday from 5.05 to 5.30 on WILI, uh, 1400 AM, 95.3 FM, and Wednesdays on Willimantic Today. And there's another way you could view um, Hometown Threads, and that's on the WILI Radio YouTube channel. So plenty of ways to get the show. Uh, we thank you for watching and listening. And here we go, episode six. It's a pleasure. Bring, I don't think I've ever seen this guy. He's always wearing shorts. doesn't matter if it's like, you know, 15 below zero. It doesn't really get 15 below zero, but you get the point. But uh, do you wear shorts all year round, Ray Armini? Ray Armini's with us. Not unless I'm snowblowing. <laughs> or if, 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 unless I'm moving wood or I'm snowblowing, I, there's no real point. Do you point. own pants? I do You're own pants. I do own pants. They're just not <laughs> prominently featured. Uh, it's great to have him in here. He's, uh, of course, he's been doing the Eastern Connecticut uh, ECSU rugby coach. Uh, you've been doing that for like 20 years, right? Almost, Tw- right. Almost 20 years. You know him from the Covenant Soup Kitchen. And I was just joking around. What is your official title, Ray Armini? What's your official title? Uh, <clears throat> official title? I, I don't think I really have one. I just, I'm just i a volunteer rugby coach, and I volunteer at the Soup Kitchen. Um, proud resident of Wyndham. That's a, there you that's go. That's a good thing to be able to You know call. this man through, as we just said, ECSU Rugby, and of course uh, the Covenant Soup Kitchen. Um, the guys on your rugby team, you're always... They're always helping out in so many ways. We'll get to Ray Armini in just a sec, but I just thought about that. If somebody needs something moved, let's call Ray's got a couple rugby guys that can help out. Right. right, and and we're we're very we're very uh, fortunate that we're able to do that. Just this weekend, the rugby guys were handing out um, presents at the soup kitchen very nice. for kids in, in need this weekend. And as they were doing that, we had two other uh, young men that were out helping helping a doctor move from his house to a new house. So it's there's there's always work to be done, and we're always happy to do uh, hopefully more than our share. And that, those nice gestures are I'm not, of course they come from those young gentlemen, but uh, you know the leadership of Ray Aramini is a great leader in this community as well. So tell us a little about Ray Aramini before we get into everything you've been you've had going on over well at least a couple decades, right? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm from Columbia. I grew up in Columbia with my mom and my dad and my brother and sister. Um, Settled in Willimantic, uh, moved back to Columbia for a while, and I'm back in Willimantic now. I love the town. I love the vibrance. I love the fact that um, many facets of the town are very good at taking care of those that are having trouble taking care of themselves. Um, about a little bit over 30 years ago, I went to drop off a lasagna at the soup kitchen on a, on a Wednesday afternoon. And I walked down the stairs at Saint at that point St. Paul's, and went to the basement and dropped off the lasagna and looked around and realized that I was in a place that was truly exceptional, and it was a soup kitchen. And I said, I think I'm going to volunteer here. And and how old were you at the time? Uh, yeah. I was in my late twenties. So I was, uh, you know, thirty something years later, I'm still there. And now, I and I think that that speaks not to me. I think that speaks to the program. The fact that it 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 sticks to what it says it's going to do, and it's taking care of those that are having trouble taking care of themselves with with respect and dignity. And what exactly <clears throat> to this day, here in 2022, almost 2023, are you uh, doing, and what have you done for years at the Covenant Soup Kitchen? Um, in the last year and a half, I haven't been as active at the kitchen as I'd like to. Um, I've 
had some health stuff that's kind of sidelined me. But I have been able to continue to help out with concerts. I've been help. I've been able to uh, continue to to take a leadership role in the Plunge for Hunger. That's the jump in the Willimantic River that we do every first Saturday in February. The last two years have been virtual, and hopefully this year it's not virtual, which is an event in itself. Um, I've done uh, different types of fundraising. Um, really whatever is needed at the kitchen. I'm, I'm, I've been on the board of directors at the Soup Kitchen for getting on 30 years, but I think more importantly than that, I've just been a volunteer, and I think that that's, that's what I hang my hat on most. Ray Armini is our guest here from uh, ECSU Rugby and, of course, the Covenant Soup Kitchen. You know him well in the community. This is Hometown Threads on 14 WILI, 95.3 FM, and, of course, Willimantic Today Facebook. And I, I forgot to mention at the top of the show what Hometown Threads is all about. And, I, you know, of course, I, I mentioned it in the middle of the show as well. It's, it's a fairly new show. I've been doing it for a little over a month now. And we bring in community members such as Ray, our local business owners, and they tell us a little about themselves, uh, the remarkable stories uh, that they, they want to share with us. And Ray's got a ton of stories. And we will get to the Plunge for Hunger, which is coming up February 4th, I believe, this year. And as he said, it was virtual the past couple of years. Um, but going back to that day you brought the lasagna down to the Covenant Soup Kitchen, you said you were in your late 20s. Now, were you were you coaching rugby at that point still? No, no, I wasn't. What were you um, doing at that point? I had, <laughs> I had just come back from, uh, I was living on the road for a year and a half. I was working and I was riding a bike around the country, and I would stop and I would work and I would write. And I had uh, started in Keene, New Hampshire, and a year and a half later, I ended in Tucson. Um, Riding a bike? Yes. That's right, because you've been all over. We're going to get to yeah, that and bike I, for and, bread. And yeah, all and I really, it, I know this is a little tough to choke out, but I don't like biking. You I've don't like biking? I've never liked biking, but it's... it's what kind of, it was a mountain bike? Mountain or? bike. Okay. Um, but it, it, it's a way, it's a way to get what you need, uh, be that fundraising or... Uh, an ability to go through a community that you'd ever no other way, no other way know. Um, it brings you on the back roads because if you're on the if you're on a bicycle, you can't go on the interstates, so it forces you onto the back right. roads and meeting people that you'd never meet otherwise. So, okay, so one day uh, you're in your late twenties, and, and, and around the time you discovered the Covenant Soup Kitchen, but you're, you're just biking around the country at this point. You're, you're just meeting people, or um, I, I had. Uh, like I said, I'd started in Keene, where I went to college. Um, worked right. at a soup kitchen in Keene. Okay. Worked at soup kitchens on the road in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, as well as Colorado. So you had a connection to soup kitchens. So yes. Right. Um, and I, uh, I ended my trip, and I came home, and I was in the process of looking for work. And that's when the lasagna came, and that's when I dropped it that off. That lucky lasagna. It was a lucky lasagna. Now, speaking of the biking and, and, and getting connected with the soup kitchen, is this around the time where the idea, where I know my father, Colin, was involved in this too, is this lead up to where the, it was called the Bike for Bread, right? The cross country. Are we getting to that point in your life where that, no, that was? Not, not yet. It really not hadn't yet. happened yet. I had gotten a job with the Department of Children and Families, and I was working as a social worker there, and a very good friend of mine that I worked with, uh, Maria Allegro, and I were out at a bar having some drinks at Main Street one night, the old Main Street, and this was about the time of the John Rowland budget cuts. And we knew that the soup kitchen was going to be impacted. And we couldn't do anything as far as controlling the number of people coming in the door. But we would, we could control is the amount of funding that we could raise. And so through 
um, several beers, Maria and I arri- arrived at the fact of, of um, Bike for Bread. And Maria said, well, I can't bike, but I certainly can organize it. And it was born that way. Um, and what and year was this? This is 19, when we sat down, it was probably 1994. Wow, 94. And so in 1996, the first Bike for Bread was a ride from the border of Canada through all New England states to Willimantic to the soup kitchen. Oh, and so it, there was an original was, Bike for Bread yeah, through Willimantic. It was, they both were. Um, oh, okay. And then, uh, who so the, it was. Who did the first one? Me. Oh, and so, it oh, was, okay. it was 500 plus miles in five days. And, and so we, we knocked that out and it didn't, it raised money and it raised a lot of awareness. Um, but it didn't really feel like it was done. And so years later, uh, four years later, we arrived at. How uh, much, I'm sorry, how much did the first one make again? The, uh, first one made like $100,000 or something. I don't know. The one that, the, the one, the 500 mile one? Yeah. And that was from where to where again? Canada to Willamette. Canada, Willamette. Well, that's not bad. 100, no, 100 no. But, wow, yeah. but, um, but when you're running a soup kitchen, your product is always going out the door. You're not making any money from right, what you're producing. Right. So you tend to measure stuff by how long will that, how long will this donation keep the doors open for? True. Yeah. And so we felt that it wasn't done. And so Maria again and uh, Kelly Claremont and a, a, a very dedicated group of volunteers said, well, we're, let's do another one. And we did a ride from California to Willimantic. And that was... Uh, cross country in 30 days. Now, this is, I, I know you've kind of told me bits and pieces of this story, but for those who don't, uh, now this is 19, uh, 2000, right? 1999, 2000? 2000. Break, I, I, we have a lot to talk to you. Of course, we're going to get into the plunge, how you started that, but right now, you got to tell the story about the, uh, the, the trip from California. And, and, and you not like, that's what I understand. You don't like biking, but this is, yeah, I, I, I kind of like biking. I have a mountain bike, but I would be all about this. Yeah, I don't. Well, have, I, I don't. All about I, don't I don't have a mountain bike. <laughs> I, I don't have any <laughs> hey, bike anywhere. The, that no. bike doesn't exist anymore. Uh, maybe it does. I don't know. <laughs> well, that, back then, Scott Cyclery, they built it. Oh, for yeah. me. They built it for me to use. Did they? They were uh, people were incredibly generous, um, just doing whatever they could with their time or their skill set. Um, we had a crew. We had a four person crew. My well, three person and me, uh, from California to. Uh, to Connecticut. It's the Bay Area, right? Yeah. Northern California. Okay. San Francisco. Um, we took off from Stockton and then headed east. Uh, Aaron Kupek and former Eric, WILI employee and, and uh, Eric Gamash, um, two of the two of the greatest guys that walked this earth, um, were on the road and and take took care of me. So Aaron, uh, Aaron was your like your media representative. Aaron, right? Aaron it, did. Eric. I mean, you 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 have the parameters of I'm a media representative, but then again, you know. Then you're washing socks, or you're making pasta, or filling up the van with with gas. So, so Aaron I mean, was doing all that, and you, Eric, right? Yeah, both of them. Both of them were doing that. So they were kind of like your assistants. They lines. were. They ran the show on the road. Was and Aaron were, calling in reports to the radio yes, station? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he would set it up for me, and then I would, I would, uh, like he he essentially would hand over the phone. And you while know, you were biking, there were times uh, you were on the at run? times at uh, <laughs> like I'd come up to the you're window. You're with Wayne, right? Yeah, I've ever. Very often with Wayne, I don't remember if it was every day, but the Chronicle and uh, Fox 61, and you know, people were just very generous. And when we came, when we came into Willimantic, uh, we had a community ride from out of town. The only day it really rained was that day. Um, really? Though, were, how long was the trip? Well, it was 30 days. Yeah, so about uh, 
300 people biked in the last day, and it was we went to the major parcel then. So I, I just go back to the, some of the trip. I'm just so uh, I'm so fascinated with this trip. I, I'm actually kind of jealous. I would have loved to do something like this. And that's what a, I mean, what a, you did it for such a great cause too, the Covenant Soup Kitchen. But 30 day trip. Are there any any moments that stuck out? You got to have some of those. You got to have some incredible stories during that 30 day cross country trip. Are there anything that jumps out of you? That was well, I, I, just the first day. I remember leaving the parking lot of the hotel and. Uh, First thing I did is took a wrong turn. I went, <laughs> Come on, I, I, I went left. And I was supposed to go right, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is correct. It's going real <laughs> right well." Out of the, right out of the shoot, man. Uh, <laughs> Here you go, Ray. Good job. Wait, who was it? Aaron? Oh, you're going the wrong way. Or? No, yeah, they came up and they said, "Just turn around. What are you doing?" Because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> back then, right? Remember, no GPS is none of very, that. Very, very limited. Yeah. And they would follow uh, behind you in like a. Van? Usually, usually, what would happen is we'd leapfrog where I'd go out. You know, I'd go five miles or two miles, or depending on terrain, and then they'd pull up ahead. And if there was going to be a turn, they would let me know. And I had a walkie-talkie on my bike so that they could, they could communicate. Was it a van or a car? The, a motorhome. Oh, a motorhome. Motor home. So okay. you could lay down and you could cook. So it was bathroom. So it was really oh, good. Look at that. Look at that. But it was good. But the first day, um, we started, it, I think we were like, I don't know, 60 feet below sea level. And by the end of the day, we were over 8,000 feet high. And it was just this switch going oh. up to Sierra Nevadas, just switch wow. back, switch back, switch back. So your first day, you went from Stockton, California, to where? A town called Kirkwood, which is in California, but, you know, nestled way up high in the – near. it was near South Lake Tahoe. Okay. Um, but you were high. You were way up there. So it was kind of impossible to go uh, state to state in one day. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of – I mean, you, how um, many breaks did you take throughout it, the day? It de- depended on, depended on yeah, uh, the weather hydration, the weather. Wind is – wind was the devil. That is always the worst. How many bad days did you have during this thirty-day thing, like weather-wise? Obviously, um, the wind was. We missed tornadoes. Tornadoes were ahead of us. Floods were behind us. Wildfires were. When we were biking into Western Colorado, there were uh, the hot shots. The firefighters that deal with um, forest fires were coming the other way, and you could see the haze and the smoke wow. and the smell. Oh. Uh, but no, we just you know without incident. Without incident, well, you know, so what you, you're very grateful for. Yes. I'm sure you, you, there must be a ton of pictures you could, you could pull yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, there was, um, it, it's it's a little surreal now that you think about it, you know, doing that, but it it is what got me where I am now. You know, it's what, it's kind of been the, the impetus to where I am. Do you, how many miles a day on average would you say you did, like on, on 30 days? I could ask question uh, after question about this this thirty little, days. Little over a hundred. Little over a hundred. Yeah. You had, how about this? Were there any training involved? Um, no, no, I went cold. I didn't. No train training. It. Of course, I trained. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I did. Good I did. I did a lot of swimming. I did a lot of cross training. A lot of biking. An awful lot of biking. Wow. I trained at Eastern, um, and there was just repetitious of biking now i i had gloves made for me that were um by the shoesmith uh that had a, a extra padding in the palms because wow. your that compression oh, sure. of, for yeah. 12 hours a day kind of catches up with your nerves and it's it did it, it it damaged my nerves in my feet and my hands health-wise um, you were fine you didn't catch any colds or no what no, time of year is the summertime right? it's july yeah june and july so across the country yeah i mean the weather must have been pretty decent as it far was as it was it was hot it was uh I remember calling in one day uh, to Wayne, 
And he said, where are you? And I said, McCook, Nebraska. And he said, the hottest place in the country. <laughs> we would know. And it was, so it was like, a, it was like 100, 190 degrees. So I'm like, it was, uh, it was really good. Just do weather but, history on a show. He knows uh, the towns he – oh, man, his weather history is incredible. But, yeah, yeah, Wayne would know that. And that was the best thing about McCook, Nebraska was the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. You know, my father and I actually drove cross country, Philadelphia, Salt Lake City. I, yeah, I remember going through Nebraska, Wyoming, and mm. beautiful states, but a lot of nothing. A lot of nothing. A lot of flat, a lot of nothing. Um, to this day, there's got to, we're talking with Ray Aramini here, Hometown Threads on uh, 14 WILI, 95.3 FM, and Willamantic Today Facebook. Um, to this day, there's got to be people that still ask you about that that cross-country trip. I'm sitting with one of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, whew, wow, it's just amazing. So that was back in... Was See, it two- and it, it's interesting, Keith, because it's... I found that a lot of times I'm I'm in front of the mirror, I'm in front of the the camera, waving my hands and and jumping up and down. And you have people like Fran and Jean Bowen from Willimantic, who the Bones who, was, yeah. who are superhumans in this community. They are the ones that have have they've been at the soup kitchen yeah. way longer than I have. Great people, and they're they're not on the bike, but they're supporting the guy on the bike. Where's Liza, their daughter, these days? I played baseball with Liza. Uh, Liza, I think, is in... Liza was in Colorado. And oh, okay. I think she's in the greater Ellington area now, gotcha. I think. I remember her from uh, my farm. No, no, I think days. she's in Colorado still, actually. Okay. Yeah, farm League and Little League days. Liza Bowen. The Bowens, great family. Um, but those are, those are the people that I, I think are not going to be biking. But they make... Th- it's the Bowens and the, the many Bowens in our community that make it happen here. Yeah. And I bet you, just knowing the kind of guy you are, you're on that bike thinking about the cause you're doing it for. And that's got to, you know, people like the Bowens and, and uh, just so many inspiring things that could be, you know, running through your mind. And uh, it's just uh, great. So before we wrap up the whole uh, cross-country thing here and get onto the plunge, uh, the day you arrived in Willimantic, tell us about it. That's one thing I don't think I've asked you about this. And we've talked about this off-air Tell us about that day you arrived in Willamette. What was the weather like? What was the reception like and all that stuff? The rain was sideways. It was, the rain was sideways uh, it was coming re- It was town? really oh. something. Well, what happened is that we had our we had biked to from the day before we had biked from Lenox, Massachusetts to Farmington. And then that morning we biked from Farmington to Willimantic. Um, we picked up people at four or four different spots along the way that were joining in this community ride. Um so when we got to Willimantic, there were, you know, 300 people on the, on the road with us. Um, when we stopped at Horace Porter School in Columbia, uh, a lot of people, and it was, it was very emotional. I mean, you were, I'm seeing people that I hadn't, I hadn't seen in a, a while, or I saw people that had supported us so incredibly hard. Uh, my friend Jimmy Rayner from Mansfield, um, he was biking with me through Hebron, and Jimmy got a flat tire. And oh, no. so I said, you know, we're, we're not going to go till this is fixed. And Jim said, no, just go on without me. And so we came up with the idea that he'd take the spare bike that we had on the road. And so he, he, always, he always laughed about that. And the guys that I trained with, um, Jim was one of them. And they always just gave him a ration thinking, you know, they held up Ray's parade because of Jimmy getting a flat tire. <laughs> but, uh, again, another silent supporter. You know, these people are, are exceptional men, oh. exceptional women. Um, so we biked into, we biked into town and, uh, I had carried a loaf of bread with me, um, really? from California. From Cal- the, every day on that on bike? On the bike, yeah. As I did on the first ride. Um, you, wait, you... Yeah, I had it bungeed on the back. Oh, bungeed, okay, yeah. Um, 
and so everyone stopped at uh, at the corner of Walnut. Uh, there was a police escort, but we all stopped at the corner of Walnut and Main, and everybody kind of recongregated. And I rode down to the soup kitchen to hand the loaf of bread to. Uh, at that point, there um, must have been some kind of emotional. Uh, yeah, I just I know have... I had to really pee bad. <laughs> That's what I remember. Really, I just I like my bla- my bladder was so full. What kind of uh, what kind of bread was it? Wonder bread? No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to get. We have five minutes left. Let's tell us all about the plunge here. It's coming up February fourth. Tell us all about it. How we can get involved? Go. What happened with the plunge is that you know I, we all can't bike cross country. We all can't bike. Or we all can't bike. Yeah, and so as a result, it it made sense to you know retrospectively that there were other bike for breads after after mine there were bike for breads in waterford there was a cross-country run in the ukraine by one an exchange student from eastern um and two guys from that i coached nick fitzner and patrick scully did a bike ride um nick and patrick's ride for hunger from washington to willimantic to raise money for the soup kitchen but they didn't have any seed money. So we decided that we would do this thing called a polar plunge to raise money for them. And we jumped in the Natchaug River. And afterwards, one of the players on the team said, hey, listen, next year when we do this, I said, well, we don't, we don't need to do it next year. What year was this? This was uh, 2011. Okay. We don't need to do this next year because they're not, they're not biking. And Donkey said, excuse me, look around. He said, this is, all, this is all just love. He said, everybody's here that wants to be here. You don't have anybody, you know, some gelatinous blob in the corner with his head on his hand saying, I don't want to be doing this. But so we did it the next year. At, uh, at, at, La- at, at, at uh, Lauder Park, Park in the Natchaug River. And then uh, Plunge for Hunger was born. And so every year it is on the first Saturday in February. And it's gone from that first year where it was 30 of us and maybe 10 spectators to... The last time we did one in person, it was on a little bit under 300 participants. Right before five, COVID. I, I think it was, that, I was, was at there. It was about 500 people. It was, it was knocking at the door. COVID was just knocking at the door. So you've been doing this since 2011. It's the Plunge mm-hmm. for Hunger, uh, first Saturday in February. And that's the fun part. You know, even if you don't participate, just to go and watch. And it's a lot of your rugby players and a lot of people from the community that, yes. what, just stripped down to a well, and see and that, run that, into the water. And right? that's where it, it started off as, as you know, predominantly rugby guys, but it has now become a community event. Community, yeah. And right. that's that's the joy of it is to to see this get a life of its own outside of the, the, rugby, um, the rugby grouping. Um, and costumes. Um, oh, uh, teams. You have people that are people that are there tailgating before they. Everyone leaves right so after. There's a lot of pregame. There's right? a lot of pre. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's an awful lot of fun. Um, and people are the people that are there. Truly, truly want to be there. And it, this is this is. Uh, now you, do you go in every year? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Of course. Um, uh, if you want to get involved, CovenantSoupKitchen.org. And that's, you know, you can sign up, you can get the details of the day. And this is, this is now um, done in honor of Olga Isis, who was our board of directors member. Tremendous woman, tremendous woman. Um, yeah. And it was, it's now the, <laughs> the Olga Isis Plunge for Hunger to Benefit Covenant Soup Kitchen sponsored by Eastern Connecticut Rugby. Wow. wow so I'm that glad that's mouthful. not on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, but but um, uh, Olga's daughter, Amy, 
also goes in every year. Does Amy go? Because Amy, Amy goes in every when year I as well. I for Wayne. Amy will call. She win contests every right. now and then. And I grew up with Amy and Adrian. Right. And uh, I can't say enough about the Isis family. And, so Amy and, goes in. And Amy right? loves swimming in cold water. So <laughs> she she de- she detests. What's the it. average temperature every year for that first Saturday in February? One, one year. One year yeah. we had to snow blow the beach, and I had a guy that had tied a rope on me so I could chip off the ice and send it down <laughs> the river. It was a terrible day. It was it was awful. But people loved that. It was great. It yeah. was it was I can't. Everyone can do it. You don't have to go in the water. You can support it any way you want. There's lots of pictures, lots of fun. You, you do it with your friends. Do it with your enemies. Do it with your family members. Get people. Get a team. Get down there. And I promise you, you're going to love it. And I promise you, because you're going to say, I'll never do it again. And as soon as you get out of the water, you're going to say, well, next year, what I'm going to wear, it's it's always the same. Always the same. It is a tremendous event. I've, been, I've done it since I moved back at least a couple of times. I've been up there. I gotta, I gotta go in there. I, I gotta go in the water one of these years. Would that be this year? <laughs> I don't know if my wife lets me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's the Plunge for Hunger, uh, first Saturday in February again. CovenantSoupKitchen.org. Mm-hmm. That's and uh, it's one of the biggest parties and one of the. It is a party up there. And 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 this is the other part is that all the money goes to the, goes to the soup kitchen. Yeah. No, we there's no there's no cost with this everyone's volunteering well, real quick i was at the west main west main street dunkin donuts on saturday <laughs> and i thought that was you uh, i was one of santa's helpers was... santa's helper is usually at that west main street dunkin donuts so it's a saturday morning go oh it's, ray must be helping santa out again right was, you know santa you know i was getting ready for it and i go would this be santa ray and it was uh, it wasn't he, he said you were actually at the soup kitchen and that gives those three santas that were throughout dunkin donuts and, and will manic are all rugby guys that were volunteering Collecting money for the soup kitchen. The best I I coach the best guys in the world. Well, uh, you are a, a fine guy, great guy, Ray Armini, uh, head coach of ECSU rugby. You know him from the Covenant Soup Kitchen. Thank you for being our guest for episode six. Thank you. Hometown, Glad to be here. Uh, and we'll get you on again down the road, I'm sure. Uh, hometown Threads, 14 WILI, 95.3 FM, Willimantic Today, Facebook. Uh, oh, Merry Christmas, by the way. Right? Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thanks to RJ Willimantic Today and J. Matt Rupar. We'll see you.